This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood from fear, loss, and heartbreak to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Welcome back to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I am your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, and today we have Judy Butler with us. Dr. Judy Butler is a certified pastoral psychotherapist in private practice who consults with counsels and coaches adult children of aging parents, members of the sandwich generation, hello, raising my hand, caregivers and senior adults interested in creating a legacy experience through the second half and end of life planning. On October 31st, 2018, Butler Counseling and Consulting, LLC, received the 2018 Best of Mebane Award in Religious Counseling. Dr. Butler holds a doctorate in psychotherapy from the Graduate Theological Foundation, a Master of Divinity degree from Campbell University, and is a member of both Epsilon Pi Eta and Phi Kappa Phi Honor Societies. Judy is a member of the American Association of Pastoral Counselors, Triad Retirement Living Association, Healthcare Industry Professionals Serving Seniors, a Certified Spiritual Director, Ordained Clergy, a Speaker, and a Teacher with years of experience and many thousands of hours of practical application. Her passion for working with senior adults and their adult children and caregivers grew out of her own experiences as a caregiver for her parents, congregational pastor for senior adults, and as a hospital and skilled nursing home chaplain for many years. After personally enduring the trauma, stress, and frustration of dealing with the healthcare nursing home system, she created the guardian's gift in memory of her father, Harvey Hill, who died on December 26, 2018. Judy, welcome. I am so thrilled to have you here and to have this conversation. It's an important conversation. So tell us a little bit about how you, tell us your story and how Guardian's Gift uh, came into being. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, but thank you for doing this. You know, mm -hmm. there are so many people in need of of uh, voices in their ear, positive voices, encouraging voices, and you bring that. So let me just say thank you, Tracy, for what you're doing and, and how you're presenting your information, your story to the world. Thank because you, Judy. Our stories are hugely, hugely important, yeah. especially now during COVID. You know, let's just acknowledge where we all are in this moment in time. And every day I wake up and I think, is it gonna is it gonna be over today? I know. Yes. <laughs> you know, is, is today a good day? Right. Um, and it's not. And yeah. so we're all having to struggle with that. And and I just think we need to acknowledge that up front. And now more than ever, stories are are so important. You know, there was a time in about 2017 that I just realized one day I found myself sitting in the Department of Social Services with an attorney by my side that I had personally hired to keep my parents from losing their home mm -hmm. to pay for the nursing home my dad was in. And uh, as many young ladies are, not all, because I realize there's a lot of 
people that are different than me, but some of you out there are just like me and I'm a daddy's girl, always mm. have been, always will be, you know, right. now that even, even more so, I guess, since he's not here and I miss him, but he, you know, my dad had dementia. My mother couldn't care for him anymore. And like so many caregivers out there, most caregivers are women. When they're still married, they're still a couple, you know, there's two old people trying to look after each other mm-hmm. and the adult children, AKA me and you and others like us find ourselves caught in a situation that is so stressful. And, you know, we think, what can we do? How can we handle things? And we end up having to figure things out on the fly. Or at least that's what I found myself having to do. Mm -hmm. So here I am sitting in DSS. Dad is in a nursing home. DSS wants to take my parents home Mm -hmm. to pay for, they want them to sign it over. And my mom and dad were poor people. You know, they worked their whole lives. And that house represented all that they owned to be able to leave an inheritance. Now, you know, I'm like a lot of kids, like adult kids. I didn't care about the inheritance. I don't care about that. I care about my mom and dad. Right. But because we love our parents, it's important to them. It is really important to our senior adults. They have something to leave. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a house, a car, maybe maybe $50 or $100, maybe not any money at all. It might just right. be their legacy, their story. But that day, I looked around me sitting there in DSS, and I was like, you know, what do other people do who can't afford to hire an attorney? Right. What do other people do that don't know the stuff that I know? I'm a very educated person, mm-hmm. and I've got a lot of experience in this field and I am still sitting here having to defend keeping my parents house in a trust right so uh long story short my dad you know was in the nursing home where he passed he actually died in the hospital but the day after Christmas which were coming on an anniversary for me that day I said you know let me let me figure out how to make this simpler and easier for other people if nothing more than to be able to walk with them through that journey and help them to be that positive voice, like I said earlier, whispering in their ear or talking to them and saying, you know what, have you thought about this? Or let's look at maybe how wills and trusts and healthcare power of attorneys and all those documents that get overwhelming and seemingly expensive. Let's, Let's talk about that together. So I created the guardian's gift which is a process, it's a service that starts with people's legacy. And what I mean by that is we start at your birth and we actually start out with you telling your stories. And I just sit around, listen to stories and collect the stories and, or people can do it online. Everything's online now, right? And they can put their stories in to the uh, program and they start at birth. They collect their birth documents, their birth certificate. Mm. And then they talk about Who was your favorite friend growing up? What was your favorite game? What did you play? Did you have a good time in school? Did you even like school? You know, a lot of kids don't like school. In school right now, this is a story. COVID is making stories. Great stories, right? (laughs) Yeah, someday somebody's going to look back and go, Grandma, Grandpa, you were living during COVID? Right, right. It's like the depression, right? With my grandparents, you lived through the depression. Yeah, tell, <laughs> they're going to say, tell me about that. Yeah. And, you know, right now we're just all trying to survive. Yeah. 
Uh, but someday some kid's going to want to know about this and they're going to ask you out there, your listeners, you know, tell me about it. What was it like? I understand y'all ran out of toilet paper. (laughs) Oh my God. What did y'all do? Right. Right. So, so these stories are huge right now. So we start out, we tell your stories, we collect the stories, we collect the documents. Sometimes things as simple as your, you know, your report cards. You know, my kids look back at my report card and they're like, Mama, you were really smart. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, once upon a time before I had children, I was really smart. (laughs) Before the brain went, right? (laughs) And and so so moms, listen to that. You will get smart again one day. Um, You may have to dig out your old grades. So these are really important. So we collect all these documents. We talk about your first love, talk about your first car and all of those things. But we get to a point in in your timeline of where you currently are. Mm -hmm. And what happens at that point is then we begin to look in the other direction. And that's the place people don't like go. They don't like to talk about death and dying because people are superstitious and they think if they talk about it, it might happen to them. Yeah. So we actually look at that. And this is a place where I invite people to to trust. They have to bring their trust to me Mm -hmm. because we start talking about their finances. We talk about their wills, their legal documents, their healthcare documents. I talk about their spirituality, whether they are ready for that inevitable. And we talk about all those things. And so it does have to have a level of trust. But we compile everything, even to your PIN numbers and your passwords. Mm -hmm. And we put all of that into this book, this beautiful book. And we also help you plan your end of life service. Mm, One one thing as a pastor, as a clergy, clergy person, a lot of the questions that I ask up front are some of the questions that a clergy person would ask a family after someone has passed. Mm-hmm. But think about how wonderful it would be if you could tell your stories and what you want and how you want things to happen, what kind of music is important to you, if there's scripture or if there's a poem or, you know, whatever, if you want to be cremated, you know, some of those technical things we take care of. But the things that we don't sometimes say, the advice we'd like to give. Mm-hmm. And so we plan the funeral out and how they would like it to happen. When I've worked with families so many times, the children will say to me, I just wish my mom or dad had taken care of this. If they had, mm-hmm. you know, they told me all these things, but they didn't write it down. Yeah. They told me what they wanted. Well, you know what? My mama told, my daddy told me too. Yeah. And right. they said, we've got a will. And I'm like, okay. And they said, oh, and we've got this document. And I'm like, okay. Well, when my daddy passed, I had to go find all that stuff. Right. It was in the top drawer. Some of it was in the top drawer of the chest. And then I had to sort it. I had to figure it out. I had to read it. I had to look at it. It wasn't laid out in a fashion or organized in such a way that it made sense. And while you're grieving too, which is all of that. All of that hat that has to be done while you're grieving, that's just, yeah. yeah. It's so sad. It's overwhelming. Yeah. So I actually arrived at my father's casket and I'm standing there looking at my father and I'm like, I can't even cry. Mm-hmm. 
I've got so many things to think about. What right. kind of flowers to get? Whether how do we what funeral home? What, what do, yeah, all that stuff. And so we take care of that. There's you know there's three ways to to do this. It's online. You can do it yourself, or you know we ask all the questions and it's a fill in the blank. It's simple, step by step. There's a guided process. You just go in and click and you fill in the blank and type it in. Mm-hmm. And then there's another level where they can actually have somebody do this with them. We have guides, we have curation guides that will book an appointment with you for an hour, once a week for the length of time to get it done. Mm -hmm. And they will encourage you. They will listen to the stories. They will help you. They'll ask the questions that, that I would ask if I were working with you. Right. And they comfort you. They'll, they'll help you understand maybe how to have that difficult conversation that's coming down the road about mom or dad giving up the car keys. Yeah, goodness, those conversations. Yeah. And then there's the, of course, the highest level, which is, you know, if they want to call me and talk with me or work with me, they can do that too. Yeah. So there's, there's all those different ways of doing this. Now, there's not any one right way to do this. Lots of people have their own methodology or their own things in place. But out of the 43 million caregivers, think about that, 43 million caregivers in the United States alone, 33 million of those are women. Right. That makes complete sense too. Yeah. 75% of that, and y'all forgive me, I'm not a mathematician, so if my math is off, please please forgive me. Uh, But at the 43 million, 33 million of those are women, and most of the caregiving and the handling of this process, of this grief, of this service, of this way of being with family, typically falls to women. Yeah. Almost in every family, there is some woman there that will take care of it, Mm -hmm. whether it is actual blood relative or an in-law. Sometimes it's a daughter-in-law or grandchild-in-law. But the funny, sad, funny, really sad thing about this is that there's $470 billion in that, just in this industry that I'm talking about, this caregiving industry this is unpaid care. This is care that you give, that I give, mm, that, right. that your listeners are giving to their family. That is the same amount of money, shy seven, about $7 million yeah. that Walmart makes every year. Right. Wow. Wow. That's staggering. It is staggering. So it's, you know, there is help. There is a process. There is a service that's available. If somebody's interested and they want some help, please, please, please give me a call. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That this, this is so important because I, I, I hear lots of stories of, of exactly what you're talking about and all, you know, having to make these, first of all, that having to make these difficult decisions for our, the people that we love, you know, making decisions, it, it, there's just a whole different dynamic. You know, it's one thing we make decisions for our children, it's what we do, right? But then when you have to make decisions, you know, this year, my, my husband and I, we, we've had to have lots of conversations in, in deciding what's best for our parents, which is yes. a completely different, it's a 
completely different dynamic to have to make decisions for your parents. So I love this gift that you, this guardian's gift that you have created to help people so that they don't have to make the decisions so that they're already made. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My mom, when my, when my grandparents, you know, we, they did a, they did a slow, they moved out of their home, moved into a, into a townhome that was in my mother's complex, like actually, I think it was around the corner. And then eventually they moved into a, a, uh, an assisted living place mm-hmm. or, or assisted living and just the, through the process. And of course my grandmother, she had not only her stuff, she had her, you know, she had great grandmother's stuff from both sides yeah. and she had my aunt's stuff because my aunt died fairly young. Mm-hmm. And, and so she had all of this stuff and she, she had, and you could kind of tell when she was starting to, she would write herself notes. Yeah. You know, and I think it was the beginning. She had dementia and I think it was the beginning of her dementia. And she, you'd find these little lists of like telephone numbers or birthdays or um, just, just interesting money stashed away, you know, like yeah. in books or random places. But I w- did this with my mother going through all of the stuff and then having, having to find all of the stuff. And so my mother has begun to do this. She's like, I do not want you to have to do this. I don't want anybody to have to do this. Right. I mean, we still, she still has it all <laughs> she's like, mom, just give it to me. Right. I don't, we don't, I don't need all of the pin numbers and all of that stuff right this minute, but he do need something. But, but anyway, it's to not have to make those decisions, especially like you, like you said, you know, like you couldn't even shed a tear for your uh-huh. father because in your mind you're going, okay, what do I have to do next? How I have to figure all this stuff out. Yeah. You know, it's really, and right now, because of COVID and because people, you know, we think we always have time. Yeah. I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. I can do that tomorrow. I'll do that. And we procrastinate. Right. But I think COVID has shown us something very important that we need to pay attention to. We don't know. We never know. I mean, we, we even, COVID aside, right? Yes. We never know, you know? We don't, but we think. We will all die one day. Yeah. We all will, you know? And that's the interesting thing about the guardian's gift is that I want this to be a positive experience for people. I want people to actually enjoy having this conversation either with their family members, if they do it themselves, or if they have one of the curation guides, these people are trained. These people know exactly how to, to walk with you on the journey, or if it's with me, you know, I've been working with senior adults a really long time. And it, it's just, sometimes you just need an outside person to listen yeah. or to help. I was working with one family and uh, the, the man had cancer. He had stage four and he was in denial. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he's like, they're going to find a cure today or tomorrow and I'm going to be okay. Right. And he had not, he didn't have a will and he'd mm. been married before and he had children and she was married before and she had children, which is 50% of most families these days. Right. And so, you know, we were able to actually have some honest conversations because I'm an outside person and I can say things to somebody that family members cannot say. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, you are not in the family dynamics which is a beautiful thing. I mean, wouldn't we, we all need somebody who is outside the family to, uh, to help us make those decisions. And Judy, I love the way that you have put this together where you're, 
you're talking about the birth and you're talking about the stories and, oh, by the way, now we're going to collect the birth certificates. Okay. And then we talk about that is brilliant because then it doesn't make it it all about, okay, collecting all the stuff. We need all the, give me all the documents, right? This this is all about, this is a legacy and it's about creating a legacy. Right. And you have to start at birth, but it's about, you know, it's about high school diploma or college diploma. Yeah. You know, this man that I'm talking about and that he passed away last year when I what gave his book, when I finished, there's a book and okay. it has everything in it. And so when we got through and I gave his book to his wife and we were talking about it, she looked through, she said, you know more about him. And I've been married to him for over 30 years. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Right. I love and that. There was stuff that she did not know about him, that his children didn't know about him. Mm -hmm. Because as we begin to age, we don't tell our stories anymore. Because we're like, well, have I told that a hundred times and my kids are tired of hearing it? Right, right. And honestly, they're probably not. They're probably not. Yeah, or they'll hear it in different ways. Yes, and even if you have told it before, sometimes you forget something. You go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now we were, um, and then you tell it again and you tell it slightly differently. Right, right. My father-in-law, he grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and his father was the, I think his father worked for the management company for the Grand Ole Opry. So my father-in-law grew up as a kid with Johnny Cash in June, right? And all of the people, all of the big country stars at the time. Right. And he could, you know, and he, he could play guitar and he just, and you know what, he would never, ever talk, talk about it. And it was, and we wanted to hear it and we wanted to hear him play the guitar. And, and I know that he died with a whole bunch of stories inside, yeah. you know, that we just, that, that either he, cause he never thought, Oh, you don't want to hear about that. We're like, yes, we do. How cool is that? That you grew up in the Grand Ole Opry. What? (laughs) My great grandfather, he, so before the uh, prohibition, he -hmm. had, they had a family extract company. So lemon and almond and vanilla and all of that. And he had Mm -hmm. to close his company down because of prohibition, right? I mean, the stories, and you know what? We, I never would have known that if we didn't find a little box of Pendergast extract company. Like we never would have known that. You know, so those things that you're finding that we would find in my grandparents' basement, that if, if they're gone, you know, you, you can't ask the questions. Right. What? Tell me about this, you know? Well, you know, as part of the process, we collect pictures as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, different pieces of memorabilia that go into the book, go into this keepsake. The final piece of, of the one on the top of the, the ladder here, so to speak, the one where somebody works with me, right. there's actually a one-on-one interview mm-hmm. that we videotape and is included as part of the final product, the final book. So I go, I have a professional videographer and we sit down with the person, you know, whether it's a man or woman, and we just talk about what advice do you have or what are the things you want your family to know about you or your life? And, you know, I've got a whole list of questions that I ask them and, uh, and depending on their age too, you know, some people are younger when they do it and then some are, are towards the end, but this is, you know, it's great because then there's a video that actually goes into this uh, service for the the family. Oh, that's lovely. That is lovely. Yeah, Judy, this is so important. And I really, I mean, you're bringing families together, 
right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember when we spoke before, I know you were talking about, because I've heard a lot too, is when when parents die and then then the siblings all fight and then it's no good for anybody. And so what what you're you're able to do is is keep that from happening. You know, let's have the conversations now. I love that. It's just, it's such a beautiful gift and needed. And who, you know, and, and, and what I'm thinking about too is, you know, I work with moms and there are a lot of us like me who have, they're raising kids and they have aging parents that they're both, they have two things going on at the same time, you know, the, yes. the, and, and then trying to keep themselves in, in good shape and healthy so that they can take care of everybody. Wouldn't it be fantastic if, we didn't have to worry about that whole piece. That's you know? exactly what this is about. You don't yeah. have to worry. You have, you know, you can actually get all that taken care of and you know, you'll know where it is. You know, it's like, where's that file? Yeah. Uh, where's that piece of paper? Where's that information? You know, I've raised my family and now I've got grandchildren and I'm still, my mother's still living. Uh-huh. So I'm still looking after her. Oh, so you have four I'm, generations. I'm, yeah, I'm still juggling all of that too. Right. But as a mother, you know, you, you're you so busy. You're so stressed. You are looking after your children. You are looking after, you know, if you're a little older, grandchildren as well, and trying to look after your parents. Right. And what happens is, like I said a while ago, you know, 33 million of those caregivers are women. Yeah. And women are notorious for putting themselves last. Right. Right. So I would encourage all of your listeners, you know, if you can't get your parents to do this, then okay, then do it for yourself. Do it for your kids. You know, it's not for just old people. And I want to emphasize that this is not just for old people. There are situations that I've run into where, as I said, families are divorced and remarried and their children. And I know of a situation right now I've been working with where he will not, he just refuses to, to make a will Mm. and he's got children Yeah, and she's got children. And so it's going to be really ugly if I can't get him talked into making a will, right? There gets to be battle lines drawn. And if everything is laid out up front, then it doesn't exactly eliminate the bickering because some of our childhood stuff comes up when we get into stressful situations, Right. but it does reduce it to a point where it's manageable. And if everybody knows that mom or dad or, you know, uncle Bill or whoever has all this written out and they know that it's taken care of, there's a lot less to argue about. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Judy, this has been amazing. And I think your message is so important and that we have, you know, like you said, with, with COVID, it's very, it's very kind of in our face that, you know, that, 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 uh, that we're going to die. Everybody's going to die. We don't know when, Mm -hmm. and, and, and that we also have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to bring families together you know, rather yeah. than letting them drift apart. I mean, we, we have an opportunity to bring families together and make these decisions too. And I, I, I would imagine that a lot of your, you know, maybe the people that you work with hadn't even thought that, oh, they know where it is. They know, oh, that they'll be fine. They they'll do. be able to figure it out. 
they do, but, or I told them about it. I told them about it, right? I told them they know, yeah, but that doesn't really help, especially if you're if you're in that if you're in that place, you know, where you've got an emergency going on, and then you know, it's kind of hard to think about, like you said, with your with your you know, standing and, and looking at your father and not being able to cry and grieve because you've got all the things, all of the things that need to be done and taken care of, and how you know the how am I going to do all this? Yeah, it's so, so beautiful and so needed. And Judy, this, um, this podcast, Vision Driven Mom, mm-hmm. is all about possibility. Yeah. And so can you tell us about maybe, maybe a, a time when you either achieved something or you overcame something during motherhood that yeah. you thought was impossible? Well, just very quickly, a couple of things. When I was a mother, I like probably half of your listeners at least, maybe more, ended up as a divorced mom of two Mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. And so as a single parent, you know, it was just survival. It was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to raise these two kids and be okay? How am I going to feed them? How how is Christmas is coming? How am I going to buy Christmas presents? Yeah. But it always worked out. Mm -hmm. It always did. And for me, one of my lifelong dreams from, I guess, maybe even high school, middle school, was that one day I would be an educated woman. Mm -hmm. And so I actually did get an associate's degree and that's how I made it. You know, I I had an associate's degree before my kids were born. And so I actually was able to have a very good living and feed them and clothe them. And we lived, we made it. Right, right. But as an older woman, just, I don't want anybody to lose their dream. I actually went back and got my doctorate. Yeah. And right. so I had to get, I had to finish and get a bachelor's degree and then get my doc, my master's and then get my doctorate. Right, right. So women, you may be looking at something that seems like it'll never happen. It may seem like it's impossible. There is no way in the world, you know, you're going to think to yourself, God, I got these two kids and I just can't see beyond the end of the week. Yeah, exactly. I can't see beyond the pile of laundry in there. Mm-hmm. I've got to get done. But let me promise you, if you'll hang on to your dream, if you will keep taking one step at a time, Mm -hmm. you will get there. One of the most wonderful days in my life was the day they handed me that certificate that said Dr. I love that. And I love that story because it's so true. You know, I, I, um, I, I talk about this concept of what I call momnesia when we have kids. And all of a sudden we forget who we are, right? As moms, we forget that we ever had hopes and dreams that we ever had, you know, a life before becoming a mom. And that it's so important to keep that front and center. I mean, you know, with your kids, but make sure that you continue to have that vision that you're moving toward what you want, Yes, because it's very easy to give all you've got to your family and then they leave and then you don't have any idea what you're going to do next. And I've heard, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that too. I have, I have clients in that place too. So yeah. I love that story of possibility and, and hope, you know, that, that we, that, that we, you know, we have seasons, we have seasons in life and, and it's all good wherever we are, as long as we can, as long as, as long as we, we don't let those dreams go. I love that. I love that. The other thing is a piece of advice I'd like to give to all the moms. Yes, please. As a therapist, Mm -hmm. I haven't always been a therapist. So when I was going through my divorce and separation and all that afterwards, I sought out therapy. Mm -hmm. And 
my therapist, and that was first time I'd ever seen a therapist. And I was, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Oh my God, right. therapy, what the world am I doing? But I went and he looked at me and he said, and I want you women to hear this clearly. If you will make yourself happy, if you will allow there to be happiness for you, not because of your kids, not because you're doing something for somebody else, but if you will do something for you and make yourself happy, everybody around you will be happy and be okay. I love that. And that is exactly what I teach, Judy. That is exactly that is exactly it. And that, that, and that idea that when you are making yourself happy, when you're putting yourself first so that you can, then you are actually giving a gift to your kids. You know, yeah. we feel like, so I think we, there's, there's a tendency to feel like, okay, well, if I'm focusing on myself then I'm not focusing on my kids. But if you are focusing on yourself and you're happy, your kids get to experience a happy mom, right? Yeah. Who is not depleted, right? And we go ups and up and down, you know, and we have to, you know, I, I sometimes say there are days when I have to bring myself up a hundred times in the day, mm -hmm. but it's okay. As long as, as long as for the most part, they see that you're happy. That's how they learn. You know, we, we are the role model. We are the number one role model. I love that. I love that you added that in the end, that, that your, your two pieces of advice are, that's just completely in line with, um, with what I believe and what I teach. Yes. So if there was one action step or one thing that the moms listening could do today, something easy, what would that be? You mean for themselves? Just when it comes to, you know, I, yeah, I guess, I guess in, in your experience as, you know, the work that you do in the world, you, you were a mom, single mom, um, and you're a grandmother now. Yeah. Any, mm -hmm. any, just something that, that, that moms could do that would be easy that they could do for themselves, for themselves. Yeah. Take a nap. Take a nap. <laughs> Take a nap. That's called self-care, right? Yes. That's not called lazy. That's called self-care. That's, you know, yeah. uh, and I don't mean lay down for half a day. I'm talking right. about, you know, 30 minute nap or so, but, right. but take a nap, sit down and take a break. Right. You don't have to always be going, 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 doing, 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 take a break. Take and my mother still break. preaches that to me. So uh, I'm, you know, I don't know if I should be saying that real loud. But. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. So Judy, how can, how can our listeners find you? I am all cross social media, just mm -hmm. about, um, I'm on Facebook. You can find me there at Butler Counseling and Consulting. Butler Counseling and Consulting. Okay. Yes. They can also find, they can, uh, on my Facebook is the Guardian's Gift mm -hmm. and it's Guardian's plural with an S, Guardian's okay. Gift. They can find me on LinkedIn. If they have a LinkedIn profile, they can check with me on LinkedIn, Butler Counseling. Also, if they want to reach out to me and let me know that they have heard this podcast today, the, and if they will say in their email, they'll send me an email and uh, say, I heard you on Tracy, uh, Tracy's podcast, that vision-driven mom, you know, uh, and let me know that, I would send them a 14-page uh, PDF. It's a guide. It's a checklist. How to have conversations. It's twelve mm. actions for twelve conversations. A plan for the way forward, oh, and it that. will help them uh, think about what they need to do, or what their parents need to do, or some action steps that they can take, or conversations they can have. 
they can actually email that request to guide, G-U-I-D-E, for the number four, guardians gift, guide for guardians gift at gmail.com. Perfect. And if they would just send me an email and say, I heard you talking to Tracy and uh, I'll say, okay, you you were listening and you heard it and here's your free gift. Oh, Judy, that is fantastic. And very, very, very generous too. Judy, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. We met, we met months ago, maybe in, yeah. in the spring and I, and I thought, oh my goodness, we, we, and I knew the podcast was coming. It just took a little bit longer than I thought, but I knew that I needed to have you on the show and well, to, to share so this message. Yeah. Thank you so much, Judy. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here and sharing your message and, and your work with, with all of us. Thank you for having me. And all you moms, you know, y'all stay in touch with Tracy. Keep listening to her because she's got some great advice and great people talking to you. So just hang in there. And she didn't give up on her dream. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. And just remember that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. You know, funk happens in mom life. It just does. And that's why I'm holding the Get Up Out of That Funk Challenge for moms from March 15th through the 19th, 2021, where I will guide you through a five-day a five-day process of getting up out of that funk. And by the end of the five days, you will have a toolkit that you have designed and created by yourself that you can use next time you get into a funk because funk happens. So get up out of that funk, www.getupoutofthatfunk.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. Goodbye for now.